I know the right honourable gentleman finds it uh, disobliging to hear it, but at the moment inflation's down, interest rates are down, unemployment is down, investments are up, exports are up, production is up, and nowhere, and nowhere across the European Union, Madam Speaker, can the right honourable gentleman find any other country whose leader could make that claim in their parliament. Welcome to episode 10 of the Gristle Digest, the only weekly podcast endorsed by Maoist and Naxalite rebels and also right-wing American super PACs. Oh, yeah. So, and that's kind of, I mean, it's partly true, to be honest, yeah. given some of the comments I see out there. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- today is the 5th of June. My name is Orich Sen and I'm joined as ever by my good friend Paul Moss. How's it going, Paul? It is going. It's going. That's, and that's the important thing. <laughs> it's going pretty well, mate. It's going pretty thing. well. That is the important thing. Top stories this week, Paul. Let's do it. First story. It's nonsense. Nonsense on stilts. (laughs) John John Major done murk them leave. (laughs) That is beef. Uh, John Major launched into a ferocious attack on the Leave campaign on this morning's Andrew Marr show, suggesting that several of its key figures were knowingly misleading people. So John went on to label the Leave campaign's ideals and immigration as nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's nonsense on stilts. <laughs> In what was arguably the most impassioned speech ever given by Sir John, well, at least since the morning he pleaded with Enweed at Curry for her to bugger off out of his house <laughs> as his wife was home <laughs> with a Jew of co- co- with her coterie of WY buddies, and you don't want to piss them off. No way. Uh, many were left with thinking that had only if only Samage had been a bit more like this when he was in office, yeah. he wouldn't have made such an easy target for spitting image style mockery. <laughs> but um, next story, uh, don't stand next to a radiator or you could end up broke. Bank of England reveals Britain's new fivers. Uh, the Bank of England has revealed its new polymer-based £5 note this week, which is due to go into circulation in September this year. The new £5 note has dispensed with the traditional uh, cotton paper, normally used to make currency mm-hmm. in Britain, in favour of a new plastic polymer Whoa. that is supposedly far more resistant to damage than a shitty paper money. Wowzers. Uh, <laughs> paper money. <laughs> I can't even say it. Paper money. Paper money. Paper money. Paper money. Uh, the, the Bank of England has uh, the Bank of England has purported to have drenched the new notes in uh, red wine, baked them in an oven, and washed them in a washing machine at ninety degrees Celsius with Persil. Jesus, uh, it, sound, it sounds detergent. like a Daz advert or something, doesn't it? The little yeah, challenges they're putting uh, to in test for their it. durability. <laughs> However, even after such rigorous scientific testing, <laughs> the notes do apparently stick together. Oh. Meaning that it's you know like if a shop note uh, a shopkeeper gave you some notes potentially he could you know two of them could stick together he could give you two, uh, and they do start to melt at temperatures <laughs> above 120 Celsius. Uh, so <laughs> perhaps standing next to a radiator you'd be okay, but I think ironing. Yeah. You, if you leave a note in your in your trousers when you're ironing, then you could be in trouble. You do. You uh, and, if, and, and they're meant to, they're very difficult to tear, but if you get a little nick in them, they suddenly tear very very easily. So um, <laughs> apart from all of that. Still much more durable. Uh, <laughs> final story this week. Newly elected Philippine president promises a medal to anyone who shoots a drug yes. dealer. Um, Paul, an election campaign is a long and difficult struggle. It is. Uh, the constant adversarial exchanges, the relentless media scrutiny of both yourself and your family, all no doubt would take their toll on a person, meaning that the relief and sheer jubilation that one may feel at winning an election would be something that is entirely understandable. Yeah. 
and to get carried away under such circumstances would be almost forgivable. Mm. However, <laughs> newly elected pres- uh, Philippine President Rodrigo Duarte, Duarte may have gone a tiny bit too far. Um, addressing a huge crowd celebrating his election victory. Duarte pro- uh, pledged to reward those who abetted him in his war against crime, saying, please feel free to call us, the police, or do it yourself if you have a gun. Wow. You have my support. He went on to say that if a drug dealer resisted arrest or refused to be brought to a police station and instead threatened a citizen, you can kill him, Duarte said. Shoot him and I'll give you a medal. So wow. that's uh, the big stories this week. Paul. We'll huge, start with huge stories. Uh, big Mage back on the Brexit. <sighs> big John Remain, gloves off, coming out swinging, taking zero um, prisoners. Really, quite, quite a sort of. I mean, I've never seen John Major that impassioned about anything. No, before. he doesn't do impassioned, um, does he? That's his. That's his whole shtick, wasn't it? it was kind of being grey and non-passionate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was. Uh, it, it, he was quite. You know, he he said himself, "I'm angry." At how how things are being misrepresented, as he puts oh, an it, an angry John Major, oh. an angry John Major. I mean, the people that did Spitting Image are probably, you know, taking the taking the puppets out of mothballs. Because, oh, you think so? I mean, he's giving the material, but he was he said, you know, the the policy on immigration uh, is verging on the squalid. I think was his wow. his uh, words, which is quite you know strong. Yeah, um, and he also uh, had a little kick. At, um, Boris Johnson, Ian Duncan Go Smith, and Michael Gove Go um, over their over the likelihood that they would protect the NHS. He sort of thought that was laughable, <laughs> um, which is <laughs> play mage. <laughs> yeah, he's getting stuck yeah. in. I mean, I don't know what's, what's pissed him off, but um, and he also thought any any sort of I've not heard this particular fact being bandied around amongst the Leave campaigners, but apparently Major seems to be or Sir John, sorry, seems <laughs> to be convinced that the Leave campaign are propagating the myth that. Uh, if we continue to stay in the EU, we'll be flooded by 88 million Turks, which I love as a, as a possible mythical stat because the entire population of Turkey is 88 million. So it's like the idea that they would all leave. Every you know single I mean? one like of the, them. <laughs> everyone leaves Turkey. It just turns out would be so That's hilarious. That's amazing. But, Stavros, yeah. let's go. <laughs> let's go. I'm tired let's of this go. land. <laughs> it's just brilliant so obviously i mean i i mean you know fair play to major yeah good on him on that good on him but i i personally have not heard anyone say that i haven't heard (laughs) i I haven't heard 88 million no so it makes you wonder in what circles is john major (laughs) is john major really fraternizing that he's uh being you know sort of hearing about these sorts of things but um so that's sir john um kicking it um the next one paul new fivers new five as well this is this is always a big thing in life isn't it when new money comes out i, know, I still remember I, know. I remember old 5p coins remember them size of a dustbin lid weren't I they remember those. giant i remember those the old, old tempi oh, the old coins. enormous took two of you to carry one of them yeah. to the shop if you wanted to get some sweets. i remember when the two pound coin came out oh, game, that. That changer. Thing. game changer game yeah, changer that revolution colors um this one paul it's 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 made out of plastic yeah. which traditionally has been the medium of sort of fraudsters isn't it mm. like plastic money fake money or whatever but now uh, it seems that the government has cottoned on that yeah. it's actually better <laughs> to, <laughs> to use that taking a leaf out of the forger's the books why didn't we do this it's easier to make it's just better um so so they've done this but you know there's other countries that use plastic money mm-hmm. um apparently uh, like canada you have them i think in parts of asia uh, they have plastic money as well um 
and you know there's a lot of myths about it apparently like if you if people thought if you washed it a lot it would sort of lose <laughs> its color <laughs> and stuff like that and you thought it, that's a bit that's a pretty you know the fact that those myths even start mm. is a bit stupid in 2016 because you just sort of think wouldn't people who were going to release money just have tried about try you know tested yeah, that like like no one thought of that <laughs> like in a year's time I've got these faded fibers and they're just like yeah. oh, oh, I can't believe it I just of all the tests we did we just didn't try washing it we didn't think that that yeah, could possibly we didn't. happen damn it yeah oh. and all the news stories this week were kind of I don't know if you saw them on, on the TV they were kind of you know the journalists sort of putting them in a pocket and then ironing them and you know doing all these like yeah. stupid all the really realistic things. things you do with money yeah, yeah no best to iron that <laughs> I accidentally stuck this up my anus and look it's oh it's, it's still fine it's still fine it smells a bit shitty but it's fine I just spend it fine it's... yeah <laughs> still <laughs> spends spend the same good so new five is i mean i'm not uh, it's, we've got until september to use the old fi- well no, i think we've got until yeah there's usually like a, to carry like a time isn't using it? the old fivers yeah oh. uh the new one's coming to circulation in september and we've got until i think sometime in 2017 to stop using the others mm-hmm. but um, people are sort of thinking, oh, a five is going to become a collectible item, like old ones, and you just sort of think, yeah, they probably will, but only if you're a tosser. Yeah, so that's, not, that's the only. Um, yeah. You got to think who's going to collect, collect them, them if you want. Got a, yeah, idiots. That's who. Exactly. <laughs> if anyone's got Winston Churchill on it, um, is that who's on I it? Think. Churchy. Yeah, Mr. Churchill. Nice. Is it the the politician of a dog from the adverts? <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think it's a combination of the yeah, two. Yeah, one's on the other side. That's all. Oh, yes. Exactly, Perfect. and it's got that kind of like it's it, you know it's plastic, so it's got a lot of hologram. Yeah, if you like tilt thing it. to it, <clears throat> exactly. So it nods, yes. and it's um, yeah, because obviously you know they got to sponsor these things. Exactly, <laughs> money. Um, final, sto- <laughs> final story. <laughs> it's money. It's all about money. It's all about money. Um, final story, Paul. The Philippine oh, president yes. Duarte, Mister Duarte, Duarte, getting a little bit carried away. My people, go oh, yes, <laughs> he's elected. <laughs> Um, what an absolute nut job! This is what will happen, though. This is this is why people should be scared of Donald Trump, because in countries yeah. around the world, these f- fucking maniacs get in, and then, and That's then they pull point. shit like this, and everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, it's too ridiculous. It won't happen." People in these places think, "Oh, it's ridiculous. No one's going to vote for Duarte and his crazy kill all the drug <laughs> dealer policies." They fucking well have, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's more, I think it's more the fact that when these guys are sort of just, you know, the Trumps and the Duarte's, they're just running around in their countries saying ridiculous things. They're just, they're just fucking people saying ridiculous things. But the moment they get into elected office, suddenly the things they say actually, you know, like almost have the weight, uh, like they have a particular weight and they could end up being carried out. Yeah. Uh, in laws or whatever and it just becomes <laughs> so that's such a dangerous situation isn't it if the person with executive power is someone like donald trump it's or in this case enormous because yeah. they, they just get excited and start saying stuff and that's that's what's going to happen like america's going to bankrupt itself building a fucking wall to keep out mexico there's going to be <laughs> wars everywhere <laughs> just yeah exactly what it. is he going to say yeah. and, and also in international relations i suppose oh jesus sort of thing. Oh my god, how many inadvertent wars are they going to end up in and all this kind of hoo-ha. <sighs> Fortunately for the world, I suppose the Philippines aren't a particularly militarist nation from what I understand. Yeah. Not expansionist in the American sense, so we might be alright. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. So that's a bit top stories this week, Paul. I've actually got another little thing. Oh, hello. It's a parallel universe story of the oh, week. I love these. Um, where I slide down a wormhole into another parallel universe <laughs> and just 
report back to you with some, you know, news. And uh, today, it's man ingesting ecstasy through anus discovers cure for cancer. Nice. And the research was funded by Nigerian President uh, President Wong. President Wong uh, of Nigeria. Exactly. So that's Parallel Universe news. And then I thought, just to sort of, you know, the yang to that particular the, the yin, yang to that Wong. <laughs> yeah, the yang to that Wong. <laughs> It's, uh, uh, you know, just to show that, you know, ridiculous things don't just happen in parallel universes, I've chosen an, oh my God, how does this happen in our universe? Oh, story nice, of the week. bringing universes together. This is what Bring we universes do Universes together, uniting. <laughs> and this is actually quite sad. This is uh-huh. so, in, in, in the States, it's been Memorial Day week. Yeah, yeah, I have seen this, um, yeah. And there's just an article or a statistic that in Chicago alone, over Memorial Day weekend, there were 64 shootings. Jesus. And six of them were fatal. And I was like, that is absolutely astonishing. And if you sort of, if you go to the New York Times, they've got some kind of like interactive sort of map of it. Mm. And and I've, you know, been to Chicago quite recently. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, and, and having a look at this map and where these shootings are taking place, some of them are really rather central. I mean, it's not sort of, I mean, a lot of them are where you would perhaps expect, yeah. like in the kind of deep suburbs. But um you know, a lot of them are really, really quite central, and it's Jesus. you sort of think, bloody hell, that's like in London, just sort of, you know, Tottenham Court Road, <laughs> big, sh- <laughs> big shoot up. It's, I, I mean, and I just thought that's that's incredible. That it's just normal that they just have that many shootings that's in America. Remarkable, and particularly at a weekend when people are supposedly remembering people who have fallen in wars and and died needlessly. Yeah. yeah. Yet, you know in the back of your mind somewhere that doesn't kind of you know ring an alarm bell when you still decide to pull a trigger and kill someone like that is 64 kind times that's crazy 64 times in, in Memorial Day weekend so if you do get a chance have a look at I think it's on the New York I Times should check that have a look out. at their website and uh, yeah it's quite astounding so yeah that's oh my god can't believe this happens in our universe Wowzers. story of the week Wowzers. On this day in history, Paul, uh, last week was uh, the 30th of May, and you may remember uh, the facts involved uh, politicians who killed people in Oh, yeah I, rem- yeah, I do remember, yes. Concerning their wife's <laughs> yes. good name. Um, and fact number one was in 1745, Member of Parliament for Hackney and Bow, Terence Grantchester killed merchant banker Ezekiel Gabenz. Uh, in fact number two is in 1806, future US President... Uh, Andrew Jackson killed mm-hmm. Charles Dickinson in a duel. Uh, and final fact was in 1869, French mo- nobleman Laurence de Beauvoir uh, <laughs> Le Champ <laughs> killed fellow nobleman Henri Lezé de Mavignon in a duel. And uh, you went for fact number two, which yeah, I went was with, uh, uh, yeah, Andrew Yank. Jackson. Jacko. And uh, you were absolutely right. Go um, on! It was a, a duel in which, uh, yeah, the man who later became future US president. There you go. Killed Charles Dickinson. But Ch- Dickinson, I think, was, as, was, you know, Jackson was a politician, but Dickinson was a bit more of a mercurial character, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, kind of was asking for it. So... Um, <laughs> Fair play to Jackson. He just, Go on, he just shot him, um, taking him down. So that's Andrew Jackson, and and yeah, for, further proof if ever, if ever it was needed that um, U.S. presidents do tend to have a slightly, yeah, slightly violent streak, um, with a few exceptions, I suppose. But uh, this week, uh, Paul, it's the fifth of June. It um, is, and I must say, like when when looking through 
stuff that happened on the 5th of June. A lot of things happened on the 5th of June. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a sort of... It's an important day for some reason in the Cosmic Forces or whatever. Mm. Um, but a lot of things happened on the 5th of June. Um, like, failing my, ne- failing my memory now, but trust me. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> look it up. There's <laughs> loads of, of stuff. Uh, One and, hell of I, and, and annoyingly, I, obviously, I can't. I couldn't use any of them really, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I had to use stupid things. And as a result, uh, f- these uh, uh, this the theme to this My week's segue. Facts, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the theme to this week's facts are um, news networks that have mista- mistakenly reported uh, the deaths of old people. Oh, nice. Um, so, uh, fact number one is in 1997, on the 5th of June, uh, in 1997, Channel Nine in Australia, mistakenly reported that the Queen Mother had died. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. In 1998, C-SPAN in the USA mistakenly reported that comedian Bob Hope had died. I don't know why it's in an Australian sort of accent. It's the same reporter from uh, Channel 9. Before he went to America, made a new start at C-SPAN. Um, and in two final facts, <laughs> in 2002, NBC Europe mistakenly reported that media mogul Rupert Murdoch had died. Oh, that was that was just wishful thinking. From wishful you. thinking from everyone. <laughs> um, so that's uh, fact number one, Queen Mother. Fact number two, Bob Hope. Fact number three, Rupert Murdoch. Wowzers. What do you reckon? Well, usually one, usually I get a feel for one. One jumps out. Uh. This week, uh, I've nothing, nothing, nothing's clear to me. So oh it's going to be a pure guess. <laughs> They're always a pure guess. But, pure, <laughs> but this is a slightly pure guess than uh, the normal. I mean, let's just let's just sort of take a step back and yeah. uh, acknowledge. I think the fact we're going to have to. You're on a you're on a bit of a run. I'm on a roll. Yeah. This is for the hat trick. Um, I think you've got three on the bounce. Well, this would be three. This on the bounce. this would be yeah. This would be number three on the bounce. Um, now, unprecedented in the history. Of I don't I don't think it's uh, this podcast. I don't think it's uh, it's Bob. I think you got. Two chances there. No open, Bob Hope. Uh, Whoa, no open, Bob Hope. Um, I think I'm going to go Queen Mother. I think <laughs> she was teetering. She was teetering on death for a bloody long time, wasn't she? She lived Who, Queen years. Mama. Yeah, Queen Mama. Yeah. And you just imagine when someone's like the Queen now, they're going to have the same thing. Like they've already got a load of pre-built stuff for when someone dies, don't they? So they probably had all the Queen Mother stuff ready to go. Well, and, like the uh, sort of the news, yeah, reports. like oh, a, little, see, a little, a little montage, a little. I thought uh, you meant that, like, they had stuff like ready for the Queen Mother, like you know, when her arm fails, they had like a, a robotic <laughs> arm ready. ready. <laughs> they made like when her eyes fail, they have these like robot eyes that they just put into it. That's what they're gonna. Ha- that's what it's gonna be like with the, with the current Queen. Oh yeah, she'll be. 90% she's she's gonna go down better. fighting, man. Oh she's yeah, gonna she's gonna be gonna like be a, a robot, a brain in a jar. Yeah, stored in a mechanoid that could destroy us all, and Charles Krang. just being really. You're thinking Krang, <laughs> basically. <laughs> the turtles. It comes down to Krang. <laughs> it's such a yeah class image of a evil person. But anyway, back to the facts, Paul. Back to the facts. I'm going Queen Mother. You're going yeah, Queen Mother Queen in '97, Channel Nine. <laughs> Answers next week. Diary of Michael Gove, 5th of June, 2016. Removed John Major doll from wardrobe and punched five times. Ate breakfast of muesli and water. Dressed up neighbour's cat as Thomas Hobbes. Took photographs, emailed to self. 
ate cheese sandwich and tracker bar for lunch. Spent afternoon redacting EC treaty of sections that were lewd or ostentatious. Sent copy to Boris along with picture of Hobbs cat. Ate dinner of baked potato and a can of tomato soup. Spent evening watching program about Caligula and masturbating. This week on uh, on the Moss Report, I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about that gorilla that was shot Harembe. Um, Harembe. Harembe. Oh, Harembe. Uh, did you see that the gorilla got shot? I did. So, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Shocking. Sad news. Sad news. So what happened was a little uh, little four year old scamp, probably mucking about, not paying attention, climbs into a gorilla pit in uh, in a zoo in Cincinnati, and uh, there's a massive gorilla, like four hundred pounds of this thing called a uh, Harembe. Which is an amazing, what a lovely name. Lovely, like an extra from the Lion King that didn't get used. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's having he's having none of this little lad being in his in his den. So he starts tugging a little fellow around, throwing him, ragdolling him. Literally, it's it's horrific if you watch it. Mm. Um, all over the shop. Uh, it goes on for about ten minutes. So I guess the zookeepers like want to see how this is going to play out. <laughs> they obviously get <laughs> alright this isn't going to no, right? is... wait a minute give the, give the little give guy a chance, a chance to give him a back. chance <laughs> yeah. you don't know you don't know you what's going to happen around at right? any minute. so I don't know why but yeah they give it about about 10 minutes and eventually they're like now nah, do you know what we should probably should probably step in here <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah they, sh- they shoot have to shoot the gorilla shoot him shoot him dead now obviously Obviously, no one likes a dead gorilla. That is, that's no. just one of the saddest things you can have in the world. So people, well, people wanted answers. Or people wanted bloody answers. But luckily, all of a sudden, uh, everyone on social media was uh, was a zoological expert. So uh, they were quite lucky because there were plenty of answers around. Now I checked uh, obviously Twitter, in the news, lots of um, various message boards and stuff, and just people exploding with rage over this because no one no one wants a dead gorilla it's, uh, <laughs> it's too sad so first of all people were blaming the zoo and it does seem like they were a little bit slapdash in all this like 10 minutes if... <laughs> the, the, the 10 minute <laughs> aspect is like that a... that baffles me to be honest it's quite, <laughs> it's quite quite baffling because and everyone was saying well why didn't they just tranquilize it and i got to be honest that was my first thought mm. just tranquilize the dart yeah because yeah. I'm an expert in how you uh, tackle, <laughs> tackle massive animals. Well, my first thought was, why don't you just tranquilise it? Anyway, this uh, fella from the zoo explained, he looked really sad as well while he did it, and he explained that we couldn't tranquilise it because uh, the size of the animal, tranquilizer darts take like ages to work on him. Uh, um, yeah, so, and in that time, no, obviously... They were already waited 10 minutes. That's so. it, they'd lost that precious window. If they'd have done that right from the beginning, then <laughs> would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> the kid would have had a job. Oh my god! Exactly. I what is an incredible, incredible story. <laughs> so they couldn't, they couldn't tranquilize him, and uh, I was like, Do you know what? That that kind of makes sense, I guess. You know, it's just, it's a real sad thing that happened. Like a, a little boy fell in a monkey pen. Uh, a gorilla went a bit crazy and they had to kill a gorilla, and that's it's really sad. But it threw up some, you know, some really good debates. But you know, looking at it, I was like, well, okay, the the gorilla's dead. It's a sad, sad affair. Let's let's take a moment to reflect. 
let's move on with our lives. But then I checked Twitter again, and Twitter made a really good point. Uh, the parents, finally, <laughs> finally someone I could be angry at over this dead gorilla, <laughs> uh, which is all we really yeah. wanted, is someone to point yeah. the finger at. Um, and Jesus, man, these uh, this kid's parents are taking unbelievable shit online. So people just absolutely going mad at them saying it's you know it's their fault for letting their little brat kind of climb off into a gorilla pit and loads of people saying uh, it's them you know the parents who should have been shot and not harembe the poor <laughs> the poor noble yeah. uh gorilla which I mean, seems, just, seems yeah, extreme doesn't it seems it? <laughs> an interesting way to deal with the immediate situation yeah a, chi- a child was being mauled by a gorilla kill his parents to, sh- to shoot that child's parents <laughs> probably wouldn't cure but, that immediate situation but yeah but it does it removes any future situations <laughs> possibly i guess possibly uh, it's not everyone kind of came out and had a had a dig and uh i'll tell you who come out and had a dig at his parents ricky gervais right ricky really? gervais. yeah he loves his animals doesn't he ricky gervais he oh, loves right, his I animals right, he's, he's nuts about him so he's come out there on twitter and had a, a bit of a, a bit of a dig at the parents and that really made me me think because uh i've got a uh I've got a five-year-old boy, right? And he's a menace, right? He's, <laughs> he's, a menace. he's an absolute madman, like like five-year-olds are. And although I like to think he wouldn't climb into a gorilla pit, I like to think that, <laughs> or do something similarly stupid. Whenever I go anywhere as a parent, I'm always slightly aware that that's potentially on the table. He could just climb into a gorilla pit. He could. Like, there's, there's only so much I can do to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so what I'm saying is, is I think you know people shouldn't be so quick to judge the parents because you don't know whether this is just one kind of unlucky bit of parenting or yeah. the, the climax of a long line of shitty parenting decisions. <laughs> or, yeah, so the dad, the dad just threw a chump into the grill and said, "Go get <laughs> it." Go on, you know, like can have that. That's yours, that is. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> There's your Christmas present. Go get it. So I, it bit made me think because I really like Ricky Gervais, and uh, mm. I'd be really sad if he had a pop. <laughs> So that kind of made me think, because because no one, no one likes a, a dead gorilla. And I guess I guess the thing with all of this has been most interesting is people just had loads of rage and were really sad and angry because it's it's noble, beautiful gorilla. And I fucking love gorillas; they're awesome, aren't they? You look at them, and they're majestic beasts. Like, and it's really sad that one had to die. Um, but I think rather than just pointing fingers and being angry at everyone, you probably just chill the fuck out. You know. <laughs> Maybe just not wait ten minutes next time. I think yeah, true. <laughs> the most sensible well, I thing. Think, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I did see this story, and yeah, obviously, it, it is. You know, it is in the. Cl- it is a tragedy. Yeah, that's, that's it. it I think it's, it's just one of those situation. things. It's just a really sad um, thing. It's happened. very, very unfortunate, uh, and um, you know, no, no one, no one comes out of this, you know, feeling particularly happy. But um, mm. I mean, and you know, and and that's the nature of a tragedy. I mean, it's not a tragedy in like the sort of Greek sense, you know, like no one's fuck their mum or anything but <laughs> not um, that we know of not that we not know that we know of. of but it's it's a it's a it's an actual tragedy yeah it's a dead um, gorilla something rather it's unforeseen well is happening yeah. yeah and it's ended up with a dead dead gorilla presumably of, of a fairly endangered kind yeah of apparently man, most gorillas like, yeah, tend to be and, um but yeah who who would have who would have uh, predicted the viciousness oh. of the gorilla lobby i mean it's there they are uh, you don't want to piss those guys off like the, anim- the, the animal, lobby, the no animal, no, like bunch in general, are just fucking hell. Well, the like gorilla they're... lobby, mate, seem to be as vicious and ferocious as the gorilla itself. Yeah, or in gorillas with a with a U, like militants. 
Like, yeah, guerrillas. Guerrillas. Yeah, guerrillas. Guerrillas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so no, uh, yeah, no, well, but an unfortunate story, and yeah, probably not fair to to the ambassador yeah. too much. But I, I guess I don't know anything about the situation, and um, we don't we don't know how it exactly. happened. I mean, you wonder, you do wonder I mean, how think, a, how a kid gets in there. Like, how does a kid get in there? I do feel that the that if the zoo are not taking the and uh, excuse the pun here, the lion share of the blame. Mm. Uh, <laughs> 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 Uh, they they fucking should be because I mean a why does it take a how does a kid get into a gorilla pit yeah apparently he had to happen? like climb over and he, he could like slide under a gate or something like that it shouldn't be happening yeah it shouldn't be happening at all <laughs> uh, you know five year old kid or however old he was he shouldn't be able to do that and number ten number two it shouldn't take him ten minutes to get yeah. him out of there I mean like just make just a decision outrageous. like surely because they were like we had to do it because the gorilla could kill him at any time well why did you take ten minutes to to get so, to this point, I mean, it's almost mean? like they took ten minutes to realise that. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. It's not that. What? No, no. And then they sort of <laughs> called into action, but yeah. So I, th- I feel that they should probably, yeah. You know, and of course, it poses the further question of uh, animals in captivity in general. I suppose if you didn't have zoos, then it would no. never happen, would it? So. True. <laughs> this is true. Well, that's this week's moss report. Take that, gorillas. Welcome to the new sound of LBC 97.3, beginning a new era for London's biggest conversation. Hello listeners, I'm former Sun editor and the sand in Liverpool's vagina, Kelvin McKenzie. And continuing my series of interviews with local politicians, today I'm talking to the Chancellor of Hortonfield, the Right Honourable Chilton Bexby, OBE. Hello, hello. Chilton Bexby, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Tremendously excited to be here. Okay, let's cut through the shit, Councillor. You've been involved with the Hartfield Local Council for how long now? Must be uh, 30 years. 30 fucking years. Well, 30 Um, years, yeah. And what's happened to immigration in Hartfield under your dutiful bloody watch? Well, um... Immigration? Yeah. I don't don't think I understand. I mean, it's not... uh... Well, let me tell you, Bexby, it's sky-sodding rocketed. Now, what the hell are you going to do about it? It, I mean, I'm not sure sure it's sky-rocketed. I mean, we we do have one African family, but they've been in Hartonfield for nearly a decade now. I mean, the Quenbeys, a lovely family. There you have it. Hordes of Africans invading Middle Britain, setting up shop, Probably stealing, taking our women, pissing on coppers. That's not what I said at all, Kelvin. You can't. You can't couldn't. Just... You couldn't do anything if you wanted, though, could you, Bexby? I understand. You're powerless, aren't you? You're powerless. You're an impotent old man and an impotent old council. You can't do a thing. Well, as I'm trying to explain, Kelvin, there isn't actually anything that needs doing. And there uh, you have it from the horse's mouth. Hands tied by Europe, Bexby, I understand. Hands tied whilst a wave, a tsunami of immigrant scum drenches the British countryside. Now you listen to me, Kelvin. That's not at all what I've said. I'm being quite contrary. Pardon my friend. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't bully me. Don't bully me, Councillor. I won't have it. I won't have it being bullied by you. You'd be civil or you'd get out. Simple. What? Now, Calvin, this is getting very silly. Well, don't bloody apologise, Bexby. Just answer the bleeding question. I'm sorry, what question? The sodding question, Bexby. In or out? 
Oh, Europe. Oh, well, I mean, I suppose this has had its flaws, but the only sensible thing one can say would be in. In. Is that right, is it? And uh, how long exactly is it you've hated Britain, Councillor? I love my country. I've served it all my life. And as a country, we are stronger with allies than we are alone. Oh, OK, I get it. I understand. I understand. So you're a coward. Is that it? You're a coward, yeah? That's what you're saying? <sighs> Absolutely not, Calvin. What I'm saying... What you're saying is, that... is, Bexby, hey, lazy terrorists, fancy a free house and a world-class education, well, come on over. The door's open. Let me roll out the bloody red carpet and stick the bleeding kettle on for you. That's a... Dangerously narrow-minded viewpoint, Gary. Thank you, thank you. The Europe United opens opportunities for all of us, and makes us richer in both economic and cultural terms. Nazis. I'm sorry, what? Nazis. Bexby. Nazis from Brussels. Nazis from Brussels telling us what we can and we can't do. Is that what you want? Is that what we fought for? To surrender our rights to Nazis like Merkel and her cronies? Well, actually, I did fight, Kelvin. I was in Normandy in 1944. Good, good. So you know what I'm talking about. No one knows what you're talking about, Kelvin. And there we have it. A war hero being forced to give up the country he fought for to a European super elite. Oh, goodness sake. I've had about as much as I can take. That's not at all what I've said. You're a liar. Thank you. And this interview is over, Kelvin. Goodbye. Oh, Chilton Bexby OBE there supporting the cause to keep Britain great and close the bloody gate. Next up, we look at new evidence supporting the theory that 9-11 was really perpetrated by a group of dirty scousers. Sports uh, this week, and now the back pages and the front pool um, have all been dominated by one story over the last couple of days, and that has been the untimely loss uh, of the great Muhammad Ali. Uh, the heavyweight boxer finally lost his well-publicised battle with illness, succumbing to natural causes at the age of 74. Ali was always much more than just a boxer and was arguably one of the most important global cultural figures of the 20th century. His fight against racism in the US and his indefatigable soul and spirit won him fans and admirers the world over across myriad languages and cultures. Ali truly was global, and the loss that is now felt is indeed global too. So just uh, tipping our caps there to, to the great man, Ali. Great man. Ah, just uh, arguably, and, and I mean this with all wholeheartedly and, and complete seriousness, maybe the greatest human being who's ever existed. <laughs> well. I think I think there's an argument there, and... and and if not Ali, right, then then who would who would take that? I think he was just phenomenal. I think that he's definitely, in my mind, he's up there in the sort of um, this kind of you know that 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 pantheon of legends of, of, mm. of characters from the twentieth century who really are uh, who who did sort of leave an impact on the world. And 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 I put him up there with Gandhi and and JFK and people like that. I mean, he yeah. is that. that oh, important. absolutely, yeah. He he um, is he's that absolute kind of top top tier human being just yeah. remarkable and, and I, I'm well aware I'll be the 11 billionth person who used the phrase transcending race mm. uh, in the <laughs> the kind of description of, uh, of of Ali since his death but it's, it's true he broke barriers and, yeah. and stuck to his rights and and always managed to, to entertain and, and get people on side and was just Oh, phenomenal! Phenomenal just, guy to watch. Go back I mean, and I watch guess those Parky interviews and Jesus. oh yeah, just wow. just watch anything. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of uh, 
it's very rare that you get this combination of someone who's you know physically so imposing and also so mm-hmm. charismatic and intelligent yeah. that's um, it. Just and politically aware yeah. um and all but of also that at such, a time. such strong moral fiber as well i mean to yeah. have all of those things and yeah. and have the kind of character to back up everything that you say as well just yeah. surely surely missed big time so uh that's uh, the gristle digest tipping our caps to the great muhammad ali I am the greatest. Douchebag Sportsman of the Week, Paul. Uh, this week Let's it's it. um, a, a guy who I think will feature quite quite frequently in the oh, weeks yeah. to come, and that is um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Uh, and that's for his that. kind of douchebaggery in courting the media this week uh, amid speculation uh, that he'll be playing uh, for Man United next season. Uh, so that was the first reason. And secondly, for also just for rejecting Tottenham uh, when they approached oh. him. Uh, like <laughs> How could he? Um, Why would he not want that? Yeah, right. it's a bit of a, and it's a bit of a, I, I concede it's a bit of a flimsy segue into talking about <laughs> Slatan, uh, and that was all I was looking for because I just wanted to sort of draw your attention to some of the more ridiculous things he said. Oh, do it do in it. the past. Um, so I'll start with one comment, um, and he said a lot of things. He's quite well known for it, isn't he? He's a bit oh yeah, like he's got a rep. He's got a reputation. Exactly. So uh, firstly, when he was struggling to find a new house in Paris, he said, "When we're looking for an apartment, if we don't find anything." I'll probably just buy the hotel. Like a smug, <laughs> smug shitbag. Oh. <laughs> Secondly, when speaking about what he would get his girlfriend, who, you know, ostensibly has everything, as she's a footballer's mm-hmm. girlfriend, he said, nothing. She already has Zlatan. Oh, Again, wow. more smugness. Lucky lady. Lucky lady. Swede there. He's, a, he's and, a handsome guy. Uh, in, a, in a really complimentary um, co- uh, comment about fellow footballer John Carew, he said, what Carew does with the football... I can do with an orange, um, which is <laughs> odd. I'm not sure what Carew is, does with is that a, Is that a compliment? Yeah, I don't, no, can, it's not. It's perhaps perhaps bitch, John Carew uh, can peel and eat a football. Who knows? That's that's what that's what could have happened. Yeah. Um, so Big Carew. <laughs> that's 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 an image, and that's just a little taster of what we've got to look forward to for next season, Paul, because um, he's going to be probably play for Man United and be full of shit. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Fun times ahead. Um, and <laughs> unlucky boss of the week, Paul, is... I've picked him this week. As a, it's, it's an opinion, really. <laughs> but it's, yeah. uh, it's England manager England manager Roy Hodgson, oh, who would have discovered Roy. after a brace of international friendlies uh, this week, or over the past week, rather, that, in fact, any hopes that youth may prevail at the coming Euros would be at best uh, misplaced, at worst, embarrassingly delusional. Um Paul, we, we've we've had a couple of games, haven't we, past, uh, over the past week or so, and it's just we've not, not exactly lit the pitch up uh, not with at all. inspirational not football. I tell you how bigger. bad we were in that Portugal game. Although he didn't play, uh, Jack Wilshere was one of the better players. Wow! And when you're in a situation in any kind of uh, sport when Jack Wilshere is one of your better players, you're in a world of trouble. Exactly, you, especially you on the eve of a, of a major tournament. I mean, and uh, I think we spoke about this before. We were saying like. With with a young team, you sort of want um, all the good things that you get with young teams: dynamism, yeah. cutting edge, yeah. vigor, pace. Uh, but instead, all we got was all the shit things you get with yeah. young teams: inexperience, lack of confidence, no ideas, no discipline. Passing, yeah, and um, the ball away. it looks like a portent of doom ahead of the Euros, which start in a couple of weeks in a week's time. Uh, so that's annoying. But um, and Roy, poor old Roy. I mean, he's surely. Is it, would he be able to keep his job if we if we smacked it hard in the Euros? I think probably not. If we won it, maybe. If we won it. <laughs> if we won it. 
<laughs> Loves it happen. I'm not sure it will. It's, yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit worried about the group stages. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a li- I'm really worried about the Wales <laughs> That Wales game looks nasty, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I'm really worried. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, and that brings sports to a close this week. Um, I haven't got an audio Instagram. I've, uh, well, I've dug dug deep into the world of, uh, of audio Instagrams. Excellent. And uh, I've had a look around to see if I can find something, uh, excellent, something different, something, sure. uh, something we've not done before. Uh-huh. So uh, I went to the page of uh, of Kanye West's Boom. audio Instagrams. He never does and, it. Uh, he's never done it. He's never, never, never it. done it before. And it's a picture of him and Jay Z looking into a mirror at each other. Nice. Uh, with nice. The, the hashtag Bromeo and Juliet. Oh, I love it. And uh, that's it. It's, uh, I love it. it's a moving image. Go on the internet, it's, find it. It's hip hop, it's politics, it's, it's homoerotica. Yeah, it's it's everything. And that's how I would describe Kanye West, those three things. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so that brings this week's show to um, a close. Conclusion. Conclusion. Uh, please, uh, thank you for conclusion. tuning in. Thank you thank for you so um, your comments and everything that you always sent appreciated. To us in the interim, in the intervening time. We always appreciate that. Um, do follow us on Twitter at Chris Digest. If you listen to this, you probably know where to find us on SoundCloud.co. Oh, sorry, .com. The hyphen Gristle hyphen Digest. You can also find us on iTunes and right there. Stitcher Radio. Right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, always check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. No one subscribes to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to no, it. We I'll have do that. That loads that? of fun on. videos on there. And uh, if you do like, if you listen to us on um, iTunes and you like us, do do express that opinion <laughs> through the medium of kind of you know stars and rating and all of that sort of yeah, thing. Do that. Please do that because it, it really, makes us feel really, nice, yeah. and warm and fuzzy inside. Um, but thank you very much. See you next week. Ta-da. I've been in a rage, please, but it must have been a